good morning how is everyone happy happy monday thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening to the sound of my voice my name is Rachel and this is word today how is everyone how is the impeachment going <laughs> we are all caught up with this nonsense but we are living in the world we are not of the world let me give you two cents about this impeachment okay um I believe people rise in power by the will of God. Just like he rise up people to be kings and leaders of countries and people, he also can make them calm down. He can bring them down. We have learned this about um Pharaoh God himself said in the book of Exodus I raise you for this reason that I may show you my power so that his name will be made known or proclaimed in all the earth so Pharaoh was raised up by God so that God will show Pharaoh his power because at that time Pharaoh was the most powerful human on the face of the earth but God want, wanted to show Pharaoh that there is actually a more powerful being above Pharaoh so that the whole world will know it we learned that uh, also with um Nebuchadnezzar um we learn that with king cyrus um and we we learn that with many other examples uh in the old testament even in the new testament but the old testament has more example because we have seen these kings rise up and coming down some great kings some terrible kings most of them were terrible were evil in the sight of the lord we we read that and that haven't changed it it is to this day and until jesus come that god is going to continue to raise men and to to put people in power also i believe that um no leader especially for example the united states nobody should no leader no president should be above uh the law um so i believe to 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 check um our leader to make sure they are doing the right thing they are not abusing their power um so the stuff that came out about the whistleblower for good or or for for bad um 
for some extent they they ex- exposed other things that maybe initially were not the intention of this whole saga um and so yeah with this i believe president trump going to behave better when he's dealing with the matter with uh, leaders in the foreign leaders when he is um just doing his day to day work uh, he knows that people are watching there are people who will betray him so he's going to be careful not to do anything um that going to hurt his office his his power he he want to also be in power he doesn't want to just leave he want to probably um save four years and another four years uh that's that's the the legacy for him um i don't think he want to give up after four years at the same time the democrats also want to take over the country they want to have power so they will do anything they will do everything to to try to get back their power they have uh the um congress now so they want to if they have the white house then more power to them um and with um trump being unconventional um leader and conventional president uh, we haven't seen in modern history um he is giving democrats um a lot of headache um in the media so it's a lot of things going on here and he's also exposing a lot of uh inside uh secrets that most they have been hidden uh from public for many 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 years um so i think all this it it's it's coming out good and trust me god knows everything he knows everything he knows all the detail and he let this play out itself uh that's the reason Trump was raised to power for such time as this so but when you listen if you don't know the word of god and you are listening to the pundits the media or you're following twitter feeds it, it depends what side you are you gonna hate the the next the other side if you were with president you're going to dislike everything the democrats from uh the speaker down uh what they're saying and what they're doing if you are uh, a democrat you will dislike the republican and, and the president and everything and those people who defend him um it's going to build up and you just going to have that little hatred in you uh on support on one side and dislike the other side but if you are wise uh i suggest you should not get caught up in that uh you should see beyond what is played out in our public eyes um at the end of the day pelosi is just a human being trump is just a human being adam schiff is just a human being chuck schumer they are just humans uh in their forces of darkness we do not wage war against people against flesh and blood 
our war is against rulers and dominion and powers in 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 in, in secret dark places so you you got to bypass what you see with your physical eyes and go to the root and you will find the forces behind all these things that's going on this this war it, it the war is not human to human it's god who is fighting with satan demonic powers that are in in dark places and at the end of the day satan is at the end of the day serving god one way or the other he's serving god in 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 the sense that at the end of the day it help us shape ourselves to love god more to trust god to worship god to know god that he's more powerful he's above everything else but if you don't know this you can just get caught in that in the trap and and start hating and and even christian you're going to get caught up in this trap and start disliking the president or disliking the king um Nancy Pelosi, the speaker, or or Adam Schiff, and honestly, on Wednesday, I I felt like that. It's like Joe Biden did that, his son did that. That's how they are. Hillary Clinton, you know those kind of things. And then um, I was in the Word, reading the Word, and the Spirit just quickened me, say, hey, 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 look beyond what you see and what you read. it's not the people it's not flesh and blood it's the forces in dark places in heavenly realm that are waging war uh that's when i realize oh i should be praying for this country i should praying for the president i should be praying for for my leaders all of them the speaker whether i agree or disagree with them it is my duty to pray for all men especially those in our, in the faith the family of faith and then my leaders people who govern because that's the only way we will have peace in this country if christian stop praying this country will become venezuela times 2 it will become something that you cannot even recognize it going american going to be history in the books ah but when a christian go on their knees and pray we can prevent a lot of damage that can be done by satan so that's what i did so i started praying and uh i had peace in my heart and now i don't see i don't pick side whether the president or the democrats why impeaching or whatever it doesn't matter to me i know who is in control i know who is in charge and he have idea he have every detail and he gonna bring out whatever he wanna bring out what was done in darkness he will bring that out whatever he want us to know we will know for his glory at the end of the day he is the one gonna receive glory but uh um people who are doing things in darkness things will be exposed we don't know who that is but those things are going to come out so my job is not to hate but to love love even my enemies and to pray for my leaders all of them 
if if they do the right thing if i pray god 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 gonna listen because it is his will for me to pray for my leaders so he gonna listen he listened to the prayer of his saints and if we pray according to his will he will say yes in christ everything is yes and amen so i believe that and so i, I want this country to have peace i want this country to have tranquility i want to this country to have to be a beacon to be the light of the world i don't want to see america become like this crazy countries we hear we read these terrible stories i don't want that to happen so i i know where my my strength are where my power are is and i go there and i withdraw it and i proclaim for this country so those are my two cents about this saga that's have been going on for the past three days and i pray that you too can see the same way and if all of us join forces to i believe even myself even if no other christian pray i'm the only one praying god gonna listen to my prayer but i also believe there's power of two or three together jesus say he will be in our midst and there is no distance in the spirit realm So if you go on your knees, I go on my knees. Jesus is right there in the midst. And that is even more powerful. All right. Today I want to talk about the book of Obadiah. I think this is a forgotten book. I don't ever I don't remember hearing a preacher preach from this book Obadiah. Obadiah it's an old testament minor prophet i was uh, listening last night it was uh, my devotion for last night and i was not feeling when you bring up the flesh to decide what to do that's what happened you get feelings i didn't feel like reading the bible so i just google the sermon about the book and um i had um an intro before i fell asleep um that this book is the oldest obadiah was one of the um early uh prophet i believe um so it's it's even though it's 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 one of the last book closer to the um to the new testament but it's it's because i don't know how they they the bible put them they go alphabetical i believe i think i'm not sure never mind me but it, it should be one of those books written maybe if you have to put the oldest book maybe the book of job will be the first one and then obadiah will fall it's one of those oldest one um maybe after the the kings and all that stuff then that's one of the book that should be right there from the top but it is buried in the midst of the bible um just near Jonah and a few more before you get to Matthew yeah uh, that's not important what is important is we learn about um uh, this prophet 
he was really proclaiming judgment over Edom. Uh, Edom was uh, descendants of Esau, and Esau was a brother to Jacob. And we know that he sold his birthright to Jacob by a soup. Um, and that war that started from their mother's womb, uh, because uh, we believe, I think, was it, uh, let's see, Isa, Rebecca. Rebecca had twins, and she was um, having this kick on her stomach. And she had to inquire of the Lord, what's going on in my belly? There, it's like a war. And God told her that you're going to have two sons, two boys, and two nations. And uh, the younger will take over, will be powerful, stronger than the older. Um, and that's what's going on in your belly. And it came to pass. So, years later, after... Many, many, many years, Abraham, I uh, no, no. now it's Isaac, then Jacob became uh, Israel, and uh, we learned the story. They went to Egypt, he had, he had 12, 12 sons, maybe 10, and then, yeah, he had 12 sons. Look, you got to refer to the Bible. I, did, I didn't go all the way to, to do research, to, to do more um uh, not to research, but just to brush up. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that. But you know, how many sons Jacob had? He had about ten sons, I believe. Yeah, about ten. And then uh, Joseph had two sons that whom became, whom he adopted. So, if I made a mistake, uh, forgive me. Either ten, he had 20, ten sons or twelve sons, and then two sons from Joseph, or he had. 10 sons and then two sons from Joseph. So either 14 total or 12 total. But there was, uh, I believe it's 12. 10 and then two from Joseph. Okay. 10 and then two from Joseph. Joseph made two. All right. Look, they went to Egypt and they came back years later. On our way to the promised land, the children of Israel, I believe they wanted to cross over uh, Edom, the land of Edom, and Edom was waging war against them. Didn't let them. And, you know, I can read on this verse, let me see here, in the book of Adiah. Uh God would, you know, he pagan people who don't know um, Israel, like the Philistines, um, these other nations, to do that, what Edom did, God would expect that. But for Edom, he knew this, this This is their brother. This is somebody, their descendants of Jacob. Uh, and the things that they did, uh, you can read on verse, let's see, verse 10 and 11. Let's see that. For violence against your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you. And you shall be cut off forever. In the day that you stood on the other side, in the day that strangers carried captive his forces, when foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, even you were as one of them. Even you 
were as one of them. So he's telling uh, Edom that you did that too. I mean, it's one thing for, for strangers to do that, but you too, you were one of them. And what did Edom did? Uh, Edom committed one big sin, a sin of pride on verse 3. This is what say the pride of your heart has de- has deceived you. You who dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high. You who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you ascend as high as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, says the Lord. That's verse 3 and 4. So Edom had pride in his heart, which he deceived himself. He thought he have um, in, he's secure, and nobody can touch him. And God said, "You know what? I'm gonna bring you down." Um, and because of the pride, there are like eight sins that uh, Edom committed against God's people, against Israel. Uh, the first one, those sins they are um, mentioned from verses 10 to, to 14, I believe. Yeah, to 14. So I'm going to just re- read for you in summary. Uh, you can read by yourself. The first one, he said, you guessed on, on the day of your brother. He guessed. Edom guessed on the day of your brother, in the day of his captivity. So Edom was just, you know, looking, gazing around. Number two, he rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. When they were uh, going through difficulties, Edom rejoiced. Number three, Edom spoken proudly in the day of their distress. When children of Israel were in distress, Edom was speaking proudly. Number four, Edom entered the gate of my people in the day of calamity. He entered the gate of of uh, Israel in the day of their calamity. Number five, he again, gazed on the affliction in the day of their calamity. Number six, Edom laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Number seven, Edom stood at the crossroads to cut off those among them who escaped. And number eight, Edom delivered up those among them who remained in the day of their distress. So you see all these things. In other words, if a person is going through difficulties, that's the lesson I get from us. Don't be happy about that. Just because maybe you dislike them, maybe you are jealous of them, maybe you are afraid of them, maybe uh, whatever, for whatever reason. And you see they're going through difficulties in their life and you're happy in your heart. Verse 3 tells us, your heart, the pride of your heart has deceived you. That's deception. That is deception. If a person, if one person is going through difficulties, know that you are living in the fallen world, you will probably go through difficulties. You should not be rejoicing, even if you don't like those people even if they are your enemies you should not be rejoicing over other people's 
distress and calamity and difficulties they are going through in life because God is in control of everything. He knows what he's doing. He's in charge. Even when I was thinking about this um, impeachment, for example, there are people that are very, very rejoicing on when they see Trump going through what he's going through. Others are very, very rejoicing when they see Joe Biden get caught. But you shouldn't be. You should not be because you absolutely have no control of certain things. But God is and has control of everything. Let him be the judge. Let him be the punisher. Let him be the discipliner. Let him be the vindicator. Because he does everything for his glory. Your job is to glorify him, to praise him, to worship him, to give thanks, to pray for saints to him. That's your job. Not to be happy for other people's misery. That's that's the lesson I got here. So it's 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 a, it's a very one chapter book, but it have a beautiful lesson here. Um so what happened now, this, this uh, prophet pronounced the punishment. And the punishment was that they're going to be cut off from the face of the earth. And it's true. They were cut off. Today, this, this, this tribe of Edom, this descendants of Esau, they don't exist. They're, not, they're no longer on, on planet earth. They do not exist. And uh, what God said will come to pass. And we find that um, in verse, let me see, verse 18, the last sentence where it said, For the Lord has spoken. What God says will come to pass. And this is why you can trust the Bible that every single word that is in the Bible if it have not already passed, it will come to pass. Take that to the bank. If he haven't passed, he say he's going to cut off the, the, the tribe of, of, of Edomites. from. He's going to completely wipe them out. And he did. If he did that to them, and he will not finish what he said he's going to do in the last days, then he, we, God is probably he will not be God he will do what he say he will do and this is a lesson for us we need to know that the word of God what he said that he will do he will do and there are other places we can find this also that he will do what he said in Joshua 21 45 Joshua 23 14 first Kings 8 56 Isaiah 48 3 also in the book of Jeremiah 112, uh, he said, For I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. He's watching over his word to make sure that it performs what he purpose. Uh, in another translation, he said, I'm watching over my word to, to perform it. Isaiah 55, 11, he say also, uh, number B, 11B, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish which, what I please. It shall accomplish what? What I please. And it shall prosper 
in the thing for which I sent it. So God does what he please and what he say will prosper. That is a guaranteed promise. You can trust what God says will come to pass. So the lesson here is you and I, we should not rejoice over our friend, even our enemies, calamities, because God does what he please to them, to us, to whatever going on in this world. Another thing, he is the avenger. Uh, and he's also a vindicator. If you rejoice, <laughs> the same thing may come to you. And I'm going to give you an example here on verse um, verse 14, let's see, 15 actually. actually. For the day for, of the Lord upon all the nation is near, as you have done. You hear that? As you have done, it shall be done to you. As you have rejoiced because of their calamity, you you stood on the crossroad, you, you, you gazed on their friction. As you did that, it shall be done to you. Your reprisal shall return upon your head. Can you see, see that? That's number 15. Don't do that. Just don't do that. For as you drank on my holy mountain, so shall all the nation drink continually. Yes, they shall drink and swallow, and they shall be as though they had never been. Yep. It's going to turn on you. Uh, if you follow the Eastern culture, they're going to tell you karma. But I don't believe in karma. I, I believe that... Um, we have God who is in charge of everything. He knows everything that's going on. And it is he didn't call us to judge people. We are not judges yet. We will judge angels one day. We will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. But it, this time is not for us to judge. For us, it, this time is for us to snatch as many people from the kingdom of God. Oh, sorry. Snatch out as many people from the kingdom of darkness and bring them to the kingdom of God. That's our job. Not to rejoice. Jesus told us to love even our enemies. He said, if, if you love people who love you back, you are like pagan. That's what pagan do. They love for people who they, they're expecting they're going to love them back. You, uh, you should be different. You should love those who don't even like you or don't even ap- appreciate you. You should love them. And he himself, those who crucify him on the cross, you know what he's saying? Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. That's what we are called to do. Not to hate, not to rejoice of, over other people's calamity. So that's that's the big deal that I'm taking from this book. Uh, and at the end of the day, after the children of Israel were punished, when they were um, being disciplined, when they were afflic- afflicted, and Edom were celebrating that, uh, God uh, did vindicate them, and they triumphed. Um, and it shows them they became, they possessed the mountain of Esau. Yeah, after Esau was destroyed, the children of Israel, they possessed everything that Esau was supposed to be Esau's. But at that point, Esau is already 
being destroyed. So it's it's very it's a small book, but it is um, it have a beautiful message that have um, put me in in a pl- position or in a place where um, sometimes I get uh, away with. Um, it reminded me what I'm, I've been called for. It reminded me what's the difference, what it means to be in Christ. This is exactly what it is. To love. To love. To have compassion. To show the lights to those who are in darkness. I hope this uh, message has blessed you. In the name of Jesus. Join me again next week. In Jesus' name.